Welcome to Streamable, the podcast about the best streaming content out there. We're going to be reviewing shows and movies from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Peacock, whatever other services they come up with. So sit back, listen to our review, and then you can tell us how wrong we are on Twitter. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Brett. And together we have over 57 years of movie watching experience. Wait, we were watching movies when we were born? Shh, shut up. Alright, so today we are going to be discussing Season 2 of Jack Ryan. Uh, if you haven't yet, uh, you can also listen to our Season 1 review, which was the episode 2 before this. Yes, and we will spoil Season 2, so go watch Season 2. Yeah. I mean, just generally, first off, spoilers, um, Abby Cornish is completely written out of this season, which a lot <laughs> of people have been questioning. It, it was just a very different season from season one. If you weren't expecting that, it caught me off guard. Also, uh, written out makes it seem like they wrote her out. She just is never mentioned no, at all. No, doesn't exist. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, um, I mean, Greer starts off in Russia. Jack ended up not going, and he's working for a senator in D.C. Uh, it kind of seems like it's going to be similar to season one, at least to me, and then it immediately changes because, yeah, Jack gets caught up in this thing and ends up going to Venezuela. But the worst part for me, in an extreme juxtaposition to episode one of season one, which I loved, is that they threw a lot of characters at you in this episode. Greer is in Russia for maybe half of this episode, and then he leaves. Uh, his boss is like this character that's introduced that you never see again. Uh, they introduce the senator that Jack works for, his former Marine captain or whatever, Moreno. Right. Uh, the assassin, Max. Harry, uh, who goes by Lee until episode four. Uh, Numi Rapace. <laughs> yeah. Bastos, Reyes, Ubari, uh, Xander. Who is Xander? Oh, yes. The tech guy that was Cheaty. in this yeah. episode and one other episode. There's a lot of characters, and half of them don't matter. It was kind of confusing. That was one of the biggest things that threw me off right away for this this episode specifically, but also a few episodes. But basically, just in summary, a satellite gets launched out of the South China Sea. They think that Greer thinks that Russia is involved with Venezuela. Uh, because the satellite ends up over Venezuela, and it's from a Russian ship. Jack kind of finds the same thing. He does this big presentation about how Venezuela is such a threat uh, a threat on the world stage because of the natural resources they have, and if Russia or China takes it over, they're right in America's backyard. Anyway, they both end up getting back together in Venezuela. Yeah, and I mean, that's one thing I like, because I, I, I was worried going into season two... Um, based on like the old trailer we'd watched before, that like maybe Greer wouldn't be as big of a thing. I like Greer, so I'm I'm happy they got them together. But I don't know. I I honestly felt like right from the beginning it was already setting itself up to be different from season one, with the the beginning being Greer being all like super spy kind of movie. Like he has to like get rid of his tail. He meets with his like contact. 
He has like a weird lighter that's a projector. And... Yeah, but I mean that ends immediately. Well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. His health issues. The super then... spy stuff immediately goes away, but like that was already way different. And then yeah, of course it doesn't really lead much to elsewhere. I, I do feel like them introducing so many characters is also a mistake. I mean the the Russian contact that he has. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Half of an episode and he's gone. Like they have so many, and that guy was a big character in the Americans, which I know you didn't watch, I didn't but. Know. Um, yeah, there's so many, like, established actors, too, like, people I recognize, so I expect them to be involved, and it's, like, nah, half an episode. Unlike, I mean, one of the best things about season one was that they had threads that developed, you know, you didn't see Hanin until episode two, you didn't see Victor until episode three, and they were there for a couple episodes. One of our biggest complaints was that those threads kind of died off and didn't go anywhere mostly just victor that's even more so in this i feel like because they're half episode not three episode threads and it's like why did you take the time to introduce this character just have him disappear yeah i felt like the pacing of the entire season was just so slow and like I, i was not at all interested in the overarching plot line even though ironically this has more action than season one it was more boring right well that's the thing they they changed the like jack ryan character i think too much yeah they tried to make him an action hero which is what we said in our season one review we were worried about (laughs) jack ryan was interesting because he was an analyst because he had ptsd because of these other things that all disappear yeah like in episode one he literally meets uh a woman and then yeah, he, really he becomes better, James Bond. Right? Like, yeah. He's James Bond in this. <laughs> He's a womanizing, like, guy. Abby Cornish doesn't exist. It's very strange. That's super weird since we just recently found out that that character is his eventual wife. In the novels, yes. And, yeah, apparently this is a thing on the internet. Everyone's questioning why Abby Cornish is gone. I sincerely thought when we watched the trailer for this, like, a month ago, that there was a reason why she wasn't in it. Like I thought I had seen or read that she was going to be in season two. So I was very surprised and I kept like waiting for her, like, Oh, she's going to come in like episode three. Something's going to happen. Nope. Never does. I was, I was at least expecting some sort of throwaway line explaining why he's not with her anymore. But yeah, I, I don't know. Nope. She doesn't exist anyway. So episode two, episode one is introducing a lot of characters and, and getting them to Venezuela for the most part. Episode two, you get this this president of Venezuela that... Well, you Jack... forgot episode one also has the, the assassination of uh, the senator. Oh, yeah. So a big Max, because... Max the assassin is introduced. He's kind of hired by this lawyer shell company thing, blows up the car, and then ends up shooting Senator Moreno. But that was only one of two targets, according to him. But yeah, that kind of brings jack in on a different level from season one yeah it's like a a revenge personal yeah yeah and throughout they keep saying oh you're too close to this it's too personal for you again it was a character that was in half an episode like we didn't get the time to know like there was a couple of lines of like he was my captain and he saved my life and they try to show family dinner yeah they try to show how close jack is to him but the character's in half an episode and dies. That's it. So the viewer, he's nothing. Right. So you have no emotional connection to him, even though Jack may. 
but yeah, so it, it kind of becomes a personal quest that Jack is now not quite as concerned with the mining operations and all the other shit in Venezuela. It's who killed Senator Moreno. And so in episode two, he actually confronts Reyes. There's a big plan. Oh, the ambassador. Yeah, the, a U.S. ambassador in Venezuela gets involved. Basically, they decide they're going to talk to Reyes and basically confront him with what they know instead of trying to use sanctions or military action or anything else because there's this this ship that had this satellite has dropped off a bunch of containers up river in Venezuela. Was the ambassador the other person that was in the car that was yeah. injured? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she cut her hand or something yeah. fairly minor, but yes. And then there's this side story of Matisse is brought back in, the special forces guy from season one. Yeah, I think his name in season one is like Garth. No, he changes it almost every episode. Okay. That was kind of the joke that he's like country music stars each one. Or st- <laughs> I, I, he was Garth Brooks, I think. The guy from the Bud Light commercials. <laughs> he goes to recruit. So I guess this is after the diplomacy kind of fails. I mean, they kind of expected it to fail. They expected right, right. Reyes to lie, and then they could basically catch him in the line. So they, and I don't know if Mike was involved in this. Mike November is the station chief, I think is his title, right. for Venezuela. He's introduced, and they kind of hatch this plan of they're going to go up the river and, and see what's what. So Matisse is kind of their go-to guy. I still don't even know what Matisse is. Is he CIA and former special forces? I have no idea. Like he, he seems, seems to do he like seems all to the be special forces, but work exclusively with the CIA. I don't know. Anyway, he goes to recruit a team, and they focus on this guy named Bishop, who basically was a failed SEAL, but uh, a boat driver, and he needs a good boat driver. Anyway, there's not much to that other than they spend a lot of time on that character. Yeah, I don't understand what made him so special, but they spend like two episodes like recruiting him. Well, just the one episode recruiting. I think they launch right at the beginning of three, but... I guess. Anyway, and then uh, I think Jack is on... Jack goes snooping around and runs into Harry slash Lee again and finds that... or deduces that she's B&D German equivalent of, of CIA or MI5. The German equivalent of James Bond. Yeah, she's she's ex-Special Forces and, and more of a badass than Jack, but yeah, and then there's this storyline of she's chasing Max the Assassin, kind of goes back and forth. She says he's B&D and he's whatever. He's an assassin, paid assassin. But, she's just but, kind of in love with him and, and doesn't want him to die. Well, because what, like he trained her or something? There was some relationship there, I don't know. Anyway, that's, I mean, the the title of episode two is is Tertia Optio, which is a reference to the president's third option when military force is inappropriate and diplomacy is inadequate. So basically, it's the idea that they're going to go in covertly, figure out this, whatever's in these containers upriver in Venezuela. Season, or episode three, is the actual kind of river assault. So Bishop, who gets the nickname Uber, is uh, guiding the boat upriver, and they pick up Jack and Jim. They go and inspect these containers. Uber ends up 
well, they, they meet this South African guy that's kind of just a mercenary guarding uh, everything there. Right. The actor from The Mummy, the actual The Mummy. The Mummy, yeah. <laughs> they cut off his finger so they can ID him because they can't take him with. But basically, Jack finds uh, ammonium nitrate in a container. Right. And Used mining, mining equipment. And then they cut off the South African's finger. Uber jumps out of the boat because he hears shooting and ends up getting left behind. So the rest of the team extracts and Matisse basically says, we're going to drop you guys off and then go, go get Uber back. They obviously don't want to leave a man behind. Only other thing that really happens in episode three is uh, Gloria Binalde is kind of expanded on. She is running against President Reyes. Her husband was the minister of the interior. He's been missing for a year because he spoke out against the president. Right. So she's just kind of set up there. Uh, I think in this episode, he President Reyes goes to her house and kind of gives her an offer of you get to be the, the minister of the interior for like next for six, years. six years and then I'll groom you to be the next president. And then I don't know if it's this episode or the next one, but then she's kind of, she says no and uh, her family is kind of threatened. Uh, someone hands her son a bullet. Right. Her daughter. I think it's her daughter. Anyway, it kind of introduced her. The reason why I wanted to bring her up, especially this early, is I thought, and I don't know if it was something from the trailer or if it was just I was looking for there to be more. I thought she was the bad I thought it was going to be a big switcheroo. Yeah, I was... That her husband wasn't missing. He was kind of behind part of this, and that's why she was running for president. Because there's so many things of, like, there's someone else involved with Max's hiring. Right, right, right. The president says something like, I'm not the only one here. We'll get to what happens at the end, but it is a big letdown. President Reyes is the bad guy. Like, there was no subterfuge, at least not to the level that I remember there being in one, in season one. The The problem with it is just that Reyes is such a shitty bad guy, like... I mean, it's so straightforward. I, I kept, again, when I watched it, I kept looking for there to be some other level to him. And there isn't. Because, like, compared to season one, like, where they, they showed you the human side of a terrorist. A terrorist. Right. This guy is a president, and he's just an asshole. Yeah, he's just, That's like, it. a stereotypical corrupt politician. Like, there's nothing. There's no depth there's to n- him. Yeah, there's no other layer. His general, uh, Ubari. Yeah, yeah, he has more he, depth, right? Shows his family life actually in, well, we'll get to episode five, but basically he's offered a deal to, to leave. But uh, I think he mentions that they grew up together. There's a quote with him and the president saying like, you know, we grew up, you said we were going to fix Venezuela. And obviously Reyes has just been corrupt and, and terrible. So. Anyway, that's why Gloria Binalde comes in. I, I, Again, I thought there was more to her. She's just running for president because her husband is missing and she's sick of the corruption. That's Yeah, that's she's actually it. a straight-up good person, which is fine. But, yeah, I was hoping for something. Like, it, even if it wasn't her, I was hoping that the, the extra turnaround bad guy would be somebody else big. Yeah. I, I was kind of uh, thinking it might be, like, Mike, maybe, ooh. Station Chief is stuff. You, you didn't watch House of Cards either. He's very prominent in House of Cards, and he's very much... He helps 
the end Kevin of Spacey and then Robin Wright as presidents, but he does some shady stuff. So I always think of him that way, but no, Mike's a pretty straight character yeah. in this one. So in episode four, basically there's this long section of Jack explaining what's going on with what he found in the containers and kind of laying out the plot for the rest of the season. Uh, let's just play it right here and, and listen to it. That's nice. Embassy, know you're sleeping there? It's one of the perks of almost being murdered in a foreign country. Jesus, God. What do you got? These are the photos I took in the first container at the camp. This is a German-made drilling rig with a triple rotating cutter head. It retails for about $3.2 million. They're not smuggling weapons into the jungle. They're bringing in mining equipment. It's not illegal to mine in your own country. Well, that is true. But why are they hiring arms traffickers to protect it? What do you mean? Remember our South African friend in the jungle? Part of it. Exactly. Well, I took that little memento, had Langley run a DNA and print analysis. His name is Joost Vanderbilt. And check this out. According to FBI CODIS, he's got an Interpol red notice. And he's on the Treasury Department's SDN list for arms trafficking. You recognize this? It looks like the same logo we saw in the camp. Eprius, what is it? Eprius is a private military company based in London. They provide military muscle for hotspots all around the world. Eprius is providing security at this camp. Okay, but what does all this have to do with Moreno? These are the pictures I took in the second container. Now, in these crates is ammonium nitrate fuel oil. It's a common explosive used for mining. And this is a forensic analysis of the daisy chain IED that killed Jimmy. Ammonium nitrate fuel oil. I connected Eprius to Jimmy's murder. All I need to do now is connect Reyes to Eprius. Okay. How do you intend to do that? Oh, I gotta go to London. So this is one of the only parts of this whole season where we see analyst Jack. Yeah. He's an action hero again in this season. This is the only time I can think of where it really dives into his analytic mindset and he has all this stuff up on the pin boards. He kind of explains everything, says, I have to go to London to figure all this out. Right. Yeah, th this is it. There's nothing else. There's all crazy attacking compounds, killing everyone, Jack Ryan, from this point onward, pretty much. So he goes to London. Max follows him. Jack and Hagar. His name is Miss Stebbins. <laughs> because he cross-dresses. Uh, to get into London, which, which is to to draw attention away from his stabbed out eye, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Weird randomness, and then he uh, matches with a guy on a, a gay dating app, right? And so I didn't really get this. I I thought he matched with him because of the picture of his sister, and he said like. She's my flatmate because he's going to try to have sex with both of them. Like, that was kind of like, why? Why did they have the sister character? I thought he got the guy to do something. Well, yeah, so he ends up, the guy looks kind of like him, so he ends up sending him to this restaurant. We'll get to that. And I guess he held the sister hostage, so I guess maybe he was just looking for someone who had someone Some they cared about. Leverage, that, yeah. I, I, okay, I don't know. It was weird. But anyway, so Jack goes there to confront this head of Eprius, the CEO, about why you are 
why you have this mercenary arm controlling these mining equipment containers in the Venezuelan jungle, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. He gives them a bunch of shit and then ends up saying they were going to meet in person. Why were they meeting in person? Oh. Oh, because they wanted to, said, we want you to contact Max, the assassin, and they were going to catch him at that restaurant. Okay. And I guess Max suspected that from the start. So That's he why he already had this, this plan. Yeah. That... <laughs> anyway, he sends the guy in for him. They arrest the guy, and then he shoots Thorn, the CEO. And then this Minnie, is another use of like. Then. I mean, this is another use of an actor who I thought was going to be more prominent because uh, Anthony Stewart Head is like half an episode, not even half an episode, like a third of an episode. He's, he's Giles from, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. I, and why did, like, I don't know. His character didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I like, mean, why did we have to know the CEO was involved and all this shit? It's like, anyway, he gets murdered. Jack and Hagar is loose in London. I think that's what we call him. Jack chases I mean, he, him. He did try to use somebody else's face to hide, so. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Assassin has no name. <laughs> That's really it for episode four. I mean, the other side of it is Gloria Binalde again. She meets with Greer, kind of looking for U.S. protection or at least help in some way because her her family is, you know, threatened. Right, and she just wants help from somebody who can't be like bought off. Right. Yeah, she's worried. She says something like, "Everyone in Venezuela can be bought off, so I I can't trust anyone." I guess, which kind of clues into stuff that happens later on, too. Yeah, spoilers. Foreshadowing. And also, Reyes orders this satellite, which, again, was from the beginning. That's never really mentioned. But now it's brought in that they've been using it to map mining, which, if they were just going to use it to map mining, why did it have to be an illegal unregistered satellite? Why couldn't that just be a normal satellite? Like they said, it's not illegal to mine in your own country. It's also not illegal to have a mining satellite in space. I don't know, man. Because the only illegal part was... Like, the whole kickoff of this whole season was illegal satellite that they thought was going to be involved with nuclear weapons and stuff in Venezuela, and none of that went anywhere. Russia wasn't involved. It was just weird how, like, they built it up to be something so big, nuclear weapons, and now it was mining and they try in episode five to be like, oh, it's blue gold. It's this stuff that's used in computers and it's so important. But it was like, it doesn't matter. It's not as exciting. It's mining. Yeah. Also, I mean, it's tantalum, which doesn't even sound like a real element, even though it is. Like, It almost sounded like a vibranium. <laughs> like, I, I honestly thought Something of out of the Marvel Universe. I thought of Avatar and unobtainium. And I was like, OK, sure. Well. I don't know if it's actually called blue gold. Blue gold is usually referred to for water because that's like the future resource. I don't know. Anyway. Apparently it is a very like tech critical element though. I love Yeah, but China doesn't control 90% of it. And again, even if it's a trillion dollar industry, like they say, why do they have to have an illegal satellite for it? Anyway, they use this satellite that's used for mining Basically, it can map through the jungle to see where they need to mine, and they're going to use it. The president orders them to use it to track the Americans. And I don't think it's explained how he knows. 
we find out later why right. he knows, but it's not explained how he knows Americans are there. So yeah, that's it for for episode four. Uh, Matisse and them are still you know looking for Uber, but now it kind of sets up that there's going to be Venezuelans coming after them. Right. Uh, so yeah, episode five, they explain blue gold and basically uh, Greer had met up with Benalde and she gave him a sample of it, saying this is why my husband disappeared. Okay. And again, I thought that the fact that he found this, he was the minister of the interior, yeah, man, that he would play back it. somehow. Yeah, yeah. But no, it doesn't matter. Like, he could have been anybody. He could have just been a journalist that spoke out against the president. Why did he have to be the Minister of Interior? Well, the Minister of Interior is who uh, apparently handled uh, allowing the mining and everything. Why? Did he not allow it? Like, how did that tie into the rest of the show? Yeah, I don't know. I I think, like, the only illegal part of the mining was that they wanted to do it in a way that was very unsafe. And, like, because it was, like, highly, like, toxic and stuff. Yeah, I think there was environmental concerns. but But, like... Yeah, yeah, that was a stretch. Anyway, like none of the none of the part where they have to smuggle in all the mining equipment. Like they could have brought in mining equipment for a different mining job and then just used it for this job instead. Like the secretive miss around all of that like, did not need to be. It there. should have literally just actually been nuclear weapons. Yeah, then would have been more interesting. It would have been way more interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, mining equipment, mm, not so much, and that was kind of like. Again, I was expecting more and more every episode, and I was getting less and less. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was building it up in my head to be something awesome. Like, there was going to be this huge reveal, and it was a letdown. Yeah. Episode, so, yeah, episode five, they, they really just talk about blue gold, and that's why all this mining shit's happening. The biggest part is, with Harry's help, Jack tracks down Jack and Hagar's daughter, Annabelle. Mm-hmm who, uh, another throwaway character for one episode. Uh, she's going to school in London. Jack goes and tracks her down, uses her as leverage. Max comes to him. Max is going to kill him. Harry shoots him in the head. And then blames Jack. Or at least doesn't take blame for it. Like, I was surprised that the London police didn't suddenly go after Jack. How did Jack leave England? He should be wanted for murder. Like, come on, you're in the CIA. You still don't get to kill anyone in a foreign country. Right. Like, that was never mentioned. Harry didn't get blamed for it. He was an assassin. No one gives a shit. I mean, what? Like, it was was self-defense. A guy was murdered on a college campus. That would be a big deal. It was self-defense. And then I guess Jack just never got back. He got shot in the back of the head. It was (laughs) (laughs) self-defense. No, okay. Anyway, that's all that happens in episode five. Oh, well, yeah, so again, uh, this is when Mike actually offers Ubari a deal because Harry was spying on him and had a recording of him, and they played that recording, and basically Reyes kind of starts threatening Ubari, and like there's this tension in their relationship. Right. It's all because of like a throwaway line of his wife saying that you should be the one in charge. It's like that that was enough. Again, I thought that was gonna actually happen. Like yeah, like he does a military coup. Yes. That would have been more interesting. It would have. But he was also the one that sort of had morals 
and then the president didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, president was still just it's like such a bad villain, like nothing. Just, just really flat. Just an asshole. <laughs> really, that's you could describe his character in that one word. So yeah, that's all that happens in five, six. They they've basically tracked all of this shit back to this lawyer and this shell company back in Venezuela. Uh, you saw her in episode one or two that she was the one who kind of hired Max. And again, they're still just trying to track it all as a way of finding out who killed the senator. Right, right. But as soon as they go to this lawyer, they're picked up by Reyes' men and brought to a, a nice polo match. I don't know. There's basically some, some <laughs> empty threats back and forth. You don't want to mention Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons made me laugh. <laughs> okay, fine. <then. laughs> it was just that uh, they had to come up with a fake like cover for why they were there. They're trying to open up it's a new business there, and they're Canadians, and Jim says his name is Timothy Horton. <laughs> they're in the coffee business. <laughs> That's good. All right. Yeah, the polo thing uh, just kind of is there to make the president more of a jackass. Like, yeah, more of a rich f- asshole. Yeah. Sorry, anyone who plays polo, but that's the rich asshole sport. When you're sitting there saying that they have to go through like 50 horses to well, play. that's 50 horses. <laughs> you're, you're a rich asshole. So, yeah, and the title of the episode, I think, is Persona Non Grata. This is when he kind of declares the U.S. no bueno, uh, and they have to close the embassy and, and evacuate and all that stuff. So, yeah, they're, they're Jack and Jim are picked up by racist men and then just kind of let go, but then they evacuate the whole embassy. And then on the other side of things, this is where I think they've caught up with Uber, uh, Matisse, and, and the other Special Forces guys. Right, so they all they all get away because Matisse is like, I'll, I'll cover you guys. Yeah, they split up, uh, which didn't seem necessary at all. Uber, I thought, had killed Bostos. He kicked him off of a cliff and took the kind of laptop portable thing they have for the satellite imagery. Right. And then Matisse was like, oh, this is really important. Go get it back, even though they didn't know what it was. And... So they split up. Matisse went his own way. They went theirs. I think the general rule for movies, though, is if you find some sort of satellite imagery, it's important. Yeah, whatever. Matisse dies, who, frankly, he was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I was really sad when he died. Because uh, they even like built up that scene to, to almost be like, oh, they're going to come back just in time and save him. Yeah, I thought that. And then even even when he died, I was like, there's eight guys together. One grenade, guys. Come on. One grenade and you can get his body back. Nope. No, he just he's dead. He's dead and they take his body and the other they guys use it just watch. for propaganda. Yeah. And that's how the embassy closure kind of comes about that uh the President Reyes shows like Americans are intervening and there's troops on our borders and that's not cool. Yeah, he kinda of tries to use it as like they're they're uh trying to influence the election too, right? Yeah, and then there's this huge protest and stuff, um outside the embassy and people burning American flags and all that. So yeah, then they end up having to evacuate the embassy. Mike says, I'm staying behind and Jim and Jack agree and stay with him. They kind of go through this secret passageway into this bunker with a bunch of assault rifles and probably about a million dollars in cash just sitting there. I love that. Uh, And rum, for some reason, they, why is the rum gone? Uh, The rum's not gone. It's all in the bunker. Jim decides to take a bunch of it. Why did they need rum? Molotov cocktails. 
when you have an AR, I don't think that's as necessary. And frag grenades, they made sure to grab those. Uh, but Accelerants are important. Jim starts having heart issues again. He's kind of moving slow. So when they get to uh, the cars, the police captain, or I don't know what he is. He's uh, yeah. some sort of... I don't think he's a captain. I, I thought he was the captain. That's that other character. Again, another character that we didn't go over or need. Whatever. Jose, um, I think, is the name. He's a Venezuelan, but he works with the Americans. Yeah, he I'm works sure with what the, exactly the State Department is, there, yeah. What his title is, but um, he's really close with Mike, so Mike trusts him. Uh, he gets them two police cars. Mike drives one with Jack in a hidden compartment, and then Jose drives the other with Jim, and Jack says before they go, take him to the airport. He, you know, He's not well enough to go with us. Just get him away with the rest of the Americans. And Jose doesn't do that. He drives him to uh, Bastos, raises head of security, and they basically grab him and torture him. And then it kind of leads into episode seven. Uh, Mike and Jack figure that out pretty quickly and immediately, you know, go back and, and try to find him. The other part of episode seven that really confused me was... Ubari shows up at this place where these explosions have gone off. It wasn't right. really explained or it's, set up. It's his and Reyes' hometown. Yeah, and then someone says this, uh, an old woman kind of comes up to him and starts yelling, this was this was your men that did this. Right. I guess it was some sort of weird threat. Again, this dynamic had been going on with Reyes and Ubari. Their relationship was strained, and he decided to blow up his hometown. Yeah, I have no idea why like it doesn't even, it's not even a threat it's like it's like if you threaten somebody by shooting them in the face and then going i'm gonna kill you it doesn't work i mean i guess the threat was look at what i can do to this one small part of venezuela i could do it to the rest i mean he'd already kind of fucked the country i don't know it was really weird it was i think again a way of showing ubari was you know an actual human instead of reyes Right, it's more just Reyes as an asshole build-up, which we don't need. Like we, we spent episodes upon episodes of him not having much more character development. Right, and then basically he goes to his wife and says, "We're we're getting out. You know, we're not we're not taking this. The Americans offered us a deal. I'm going to talk, and we're going to get out." And uh, I don't think Reyes knows that, but he decides to kill Ubari. He just slits his throat. Like Ubari goes to confront him. Uh, well, yeah, he goes to confront him about so, why he has uh, Jim. So, yeah, Jim is being tortured in a camp. Before we jump ahead, uh, Jim gets tortured in some prison camp and finds Binalde's husband. I forget his first name. Sergio, I think. Sergio Binalde, uh, who has been missing for like a year, uh, and a bunch of other people who had spoken out against Reyes. Just as Jack is trying to close in, so once... They kind of get the money. Jack and Mike are on their own. They don't really have any support. So he decides to... Well, they have the, the three Special Forces guys. Matisse is gone. But Jack decides to go back to the mercenaries that were guarding the containers and just offer, offer them all the money, money. To, to help them out and, and try to free Jim from the prison camp. And they agree because they're mercenaries and they just want money. So the mummy uses his powers on... No, okay. And that would have been more exciting. <laughs> the mummy's just a South African guy. 
So they go and try to liberate the camp, but they're kind of killing prisoners just as they get there. And Jack freaks out and says, where's the American? And they point to a body. They dig it out, and it's, it's Matisse's body. Jim has been taken away, and Obari sees him coming, being brought into the palace, uh, and goes and confronts Reyes, and then Reyes slits his throat. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. It was weird. Again... Reyes doesn't know that much. Like, he doesn't know Ubari's leaving or any of that stuff. And Ubari's supposed to be, like, his best friend. And he murders him. Yeah, like, this is why I thought maybe, like, Mike was bad at one point. Because he could have been feeding information to Reyes. But Reyes knows this other Yeah, stuff so some of, some of what Reyes knows is from the police captain that, that gave Jim up. And Mike just straight up murders him, by the way. Another character that doesn't matter for much. But, yeah, there were so many things that I thought were going to have another level to them, and they didn't. Yeah. Anyways, final episode, Jack decides to film uh, all the prisoners that they freed, and the mass grave as well. Right. uh, And just sends that out to news outlets, because at this point I think he's like, fuck it. The news outlets publish it, and, and Ray is obviously freaks. He closes the polls. There's a scene with Gloria Binalde and her children as she's going to vote, and they start shooting guns off and making everyone leave. Obviously, he's just, like, grasping at straws as he's losing control of the country. And people just straight up start rioting and, and basically start trying to uh, attack the palace where he's at. Meanwhile, Mike shows back up with Jack at the prison camp that he brings in three Blackhawks. I think one is used to, well, two are used to kind of take all of the, the free prisoners away. There was a couple of Venezuelan army guys that they take prisoner and then Matisse's body. And then the last Blackhawk is used for the three special forces guys that are left, Jack and Mike, to go and rescue Jim. So they just straight up storm the palace. Right. It's a straight assault on the, the presidential palace. Presidential like, palace of Venezuela. And with one black hawk. And they straight up just murder like every guard there. Probably about thirty Venezuelan army. There had to be a couple civilians killed. There's this like crossfire scene. Like cause because Mike makes a, uh, a note to go like we we are not authorized to kill the president. It's like, we can kill everybody else, though. <laughs> Everyone else is fair game, just not the president. He must stand trial. What is he, a Sith Lord or something? Come on. <laughs> so they storm the palace. Meanwhile, Jim fakes having issues passing out, whatever. He's just lying still in his cell and stabs the guy that comes and checks on him with a fork and escapes himself. I still wish he would have been like, fork you. That would have been a good pun. <laughs> he, did he kill Bastos? Yes. No. No? No. He mortally wounds Bastos. He shoots him he in the should've. leg in the, he in the killed appendix, Bastos. basically. Yeah, I was like, shoot him in the head, shoot him in the head. No, didn't. He's coming back. Yeah. I knew that was coming. But then he escapes and meets up with Jack. Uh, Jack, you know, gets him to go, and then he goes and finds Reyes. Because he's going to murder him. Yeah. Because that's 
I don't know. That's Jack Ryan now. Even though the country is literally collapsing around the president, he still has to kill him. I think, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess he thought that Reyes still had power and like, you know, he had rigged this election and said that it's, they, they actually said at one point, like the, the polls are closed because the, the win is insurmountable. Yeah, it's what his, his army claims they're closing the polls because he's an insurmountable lead. But yeah, so Jack goes to kill him and Mike talks him down and he doesn't kill him. That's about it. Bosso shows up again. They did finally kill him. Mike, no, no, Bishop shoots him in the face, right? In the yeah, back of the head, Bishop. Yeah. For Matisse. Yeah. And then they fly off. The National Voting Commission, or whatever the hell they call it in Venezuela, comes back and says Binalde won by 70% before the, or was winning by 70% before the polls closed, so she wins. Reyes wasn't going to be president anyway, so. And then they reunite her with her husband on this Navy ship. How did they fly? I, I guess they flew all the prisoners off to safety, and the Navy ship was the closest point of safety. I guess. Yeah, that, was, that part was weird. The more important section is that discussion between um, Greer and Jack, where it's all about how uh, Greer can't be a field operative anymore. Right, yeah, they're on this ship, and, and Greer's obviously recovering from being tortured, but also... Uh, from the beginning of this season has had heart issues and can't, you know, can't just physically do anything anymore. Right. And his whole thing is somebody needs to do it. Like somebody like good enough to do it. And it's like, it has to be you, Jack, pretty much. Yeah. And there was a weird scene where he kind of said something to Jack and or Mike. And I kind of thought like, oh, now Mike is going to be the kind of buddy to Jack. I don't know if that's going to continue. So yeah, that's really it on the Navy ship, and then Jack and everybody go back to D.C., and this senator, who was like a, a senior senator, but really close with Moreno, and basically, you know, kept offering Jack help and saying, you know, we're going to find out who did this to Moreno and all this stuff. Spoiler, he's the old white guy, was behind it the whole time. Like, that was the whole, there's another person involved. It's just this senator, and he's just, you know, pulling strings with shell companies and stuff. He's just after the, the resources of Venezuela, obviously. Everything else is collateral damage. Yeah, he did it for the greater good. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. You spend this whole time talking about, like, a secret other person, and it's just the shitty senator. Yeah, I mean, it's like... You know, he keeps offering Jack help and stuff, so it's like, oh, that he really wasn't trying to help him, but it really, uh, it should have been my a more story active... was much better in my head. <laughs> it should have been like one of the more Binalde active being characters. involved, and I had something else going on that was much better. Yeah, I like your Binalde version, just because otherwise her scenes are a little too just. Uh, Again, this season is about mining resources in Venezuela. The terrorism of season one was much more exciting. And they tried to do a lot more action. They had these special forces guys. They basically cut away all this stuff. Jack's chasing this assassin through London. You know, the final episode is them assaulting a palace. And yet the whole season is more boring. Right. It's, yeah, that's weird. Like, I, the funny part also is that I think, I think we complained about season one more on the review. Like, we had so many things to say about it. 
But well, I so enjoyed it, season it, one so much more. Yeah. Again, the pilot for season one was so good at establishing characters. And the first episode of season two was so overwhelming with just throwing characters at you. I don't know why it didn't work. Abby Cornish being written off. Numi Rapace was kind of a more interesting character. I mean, she certainly had more action and anything than Abby Cornish did in season one. But sure. I don't know. I mean, I guess, again, it kind of seemed like a James Bond thing where she's like the other spy now. And, you know, maybe she and Jack will cross paths again. But nothing... Uh, Unlike season two, or at the end of season one, which I thought would lead into, ooh, there's the Russia thing going on season two, which also did not pay off at all. Russia didn't exist in this. Yeah. Which was really weird. Well, it would have if they had the whole nuclear weapons subplot actually Again, happening. more interesting story. Yeah. I have no idea where season three is going. Like, Apparently Jack has more kind of... field agent Jack, though. He's kind of screwed his career up, though, and he's, I mean... He's brought down a senator, so that's partly a good thing, but I feel like a lot of people in government wouldn't trust him. I don't know. He's basically James Bond now, though, right? So he just does a bunch of shit that people don't like, but he does one big good thing, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's Bond. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. No idea where season three is going. I think they said they're already filming it. So we'll have to see. Season two, yeah, it was, it was kind of disappointing. It just didn't have the payoff that I... You know, maybe that's my fault. I built it up in my head to be something more, but no, the story wasn't. Flat. The story was not exciting. The pacing was off. It, it wasn't good. I mean, would I even recommend watching it? I don't even know. Like, I guess if you liked one, sure. Out of curiosity, give it a watch, but I, mean, I can't really. I, I don't think it. it's anything like season one, so I, I wouldn't say if you like one, go watch this. But at the same time, like it's like if you didn't like one, I still don't think you're gonna like this one. Like this one was objectively just the worst season. I, I mean, it depends what you're into. You know, the action was better. Unless you're into just... weird Venezuelan mining rights <laughs> plot lines, I think it's gonna be. If exciting. you don't give a shit about the story and you just want more gunfights, maybe it'll work. I still don't feel like there's enough gunfights to make that work, though. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if I mean, they were there's, gonna, there's like one they, in every episode. There is, but if they were going to make it so like the storyline was so like dumb that I don't care about it, they could have just given me a lot more. I, I, I kind of felt like they were trying to make this James Bond, and it didn't work over an eight-episode TV series. Like, this could have been one or two movies. Hmm. And I, you know, again, we don't have any experience with Jack Ryan's other iterations, the novels, any of that. We literally just read that uh, Kathy Mueller was his wife in the novels. Right. So I don't know if this follows I wonder the if pacing or anything. Her. Maybe they just didn't like Abby Cornish. I don't know. Again, I thought she was going to be in this. I thought I had read that she was in this. I guess not. They, I, I don't think they can go back to her now in season three. Again, I think maybe Numi Rapace can be the other spy that's kind of involved. And, you know, James Bond's issue was always that he couldn't find a woman that was similar to him. So, you know, Numi Rapace could kind of be the counterpoint to Jack Ryan. Maybe. I don't know. So, yeah, I think that's it. Mediocre. <laughs> Mediocre. <laughs> Go watch Mad Max. That's better. We're just going to start throwing out random recommendations for other shit now. I think we recommended Clue in the last one. 
I mean, go watch The Mummy. That, that, that's, that's a good movie, too. I didn't know that guy was South African. That really caught me off guard. I'm probably going to go watch The Mummy right now. Okay, you do that. All well, right. everyone, thank you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on all the popular social media sites at StreamablePod and listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review.